Welcome to the Journey of a Christian Dad podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lewis. Who is the spiritual leader of your family? Is it you, your pastor, your spouse, the media? Do you know? I did. And sadly, no one was taking responsibility to lead our family. Well, friends, someone needs to take that job, and that man is you. You may not feel qualified, and some days I don't. With the help of God and a community of dads helping each other on their journey, you can be the leader your family deserves. We welcome you to the Journey of the Christian Dad podcast. All right, guys, if you are looking this week for a little pep in your step, a little bit of energy, if you're looking to get things going, if you're, you've been in a rut a little bit, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got some energy for you guys today. Typically, we do kind of a review of the week, but rather than read the review of the week, I'll ask you to review your week. So something a lot of guys don't do is pause at the end of the week and reflect and look back and see what you did well, where your opportunities are, how connected you were to family, Christ, friends. I'll let you do your own review for the week. And with that said, we've got a fantastic guest on. He brings tons of energy and a guy that I've had, I've had the pleasure and blessing to know for years. So welcome to the show, Big A. Dan, I am fired up, buddy. I couldn't even sleep last night. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to get going. I started to call you pretty early, but I thought, man, I better wait. We better do this later. So, <laughs> man, thank you for having me on as your guest. I'm honored. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful. You were on my original list of guys when I started this podcast to ask and come on. And as that original list has sat there, I'm like, the time will be right. The time will be right. Perfect timing. So glad we to are. Have God's you. timing's always perfect, isn't it? It really is. It really yeah. is. It yeah. uh, changes your life when you trust God's timing. Isn't it cool? You can relax, right? You can work like it depends on you and trust like it depends on him. And yep. uh, yeah, when we can rest in that, it's pretty cool. Funny, quick story. At one point, my wife didn't go to church with me during our marriage. And at one point I had decided that I had prayed long enough and done quite a few things long enough. And I was tired of it. And I walk out of church, we go to a big church, about 4,500 families and the pastor's out front all by himself. And I said, Hey, can I ask you a question? And I lay it out for him and he goes, okay. So what's the problem? I said, dang you. I already told you she's not coming to church with me. And you know, I'm tired of it. And he says, Oh, okay. I think I hear you. I think I understand you. I think you're saying that your wife isn't coming to church with you and, and you're tired of it. Can I ask you a different question? I said, yeah, what you got? And he says, whose time are you trying to do this on? I'm, I might need a little help there. I might've misunderstood whose time yeah. you're trying to do it. And yeah. I'm looking at him like, you, and then kind of glances up at the sky. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, what, uh, what you got for me? Mm. And he says, well, here's some questions. Are you coming to church weekly? You are, I see you there. So you don't need to answer that one. Do you got any sin in your life? You know, are you praying daily? Are you asking your wife every day to go to church? And he pauses and looks at me because I hope you're not. And a week later, my wife on Saturday says, Hey, uh, what time's church tomorrow? Mm. Yeah. He was just waiting on you to trust him. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, when we do that, it's the irony of this. It historically works out. So 
So yeah. I, asked my, I asked my pastor, I said, can I just skip out of here then? He goes, yeah, happy as a lark. Skip yeah. out of here if you want. Like, you don't yeah. have, this burden isn't yours. Turn this yeah. one over to God. Sure enough, That's I did. Right. And, you know, six days later, what time's church tomorrow? And she's been yeah. coming to church ever since. Good for you, man. So, you. yeah, pretty cool that you mentioned God's yeah. timing. and Yeah, it's always spot on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the topics that we want to talk about, well, I'm jumping right into the stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> Guys, you don't know who Big A is. You don't know who Big A is. So Big A is, if see if I pronounce this right, the last name is pretty dang easy, Walker. However, uh, the first name's got a little bit of pronunciation to it, even though it looks simple. So it's Aaron. A Aaron. Uh, you almost got it right. So let's stick with Big A because you can't say it either. So it's Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. 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 Now you're still saying Aaron. Aaron is uh, Jim Aaron. Bob's sister on the Waltons. <laughs> this is Aaron. Big A. Long A. Big A. See, you can't mess that up. That's why everybody calls me Big A. Hey, how are we going to serve this audience today? What is it that we could help them work through? So one of the things we can help them work through is definitely that isolation because that is mm. the enemy excellence it's something that uh yeah. gets in our way over and over our mm. ego turns us to focus inward guys don't like to ask for help so well that pandemic has really magnified the isolation as well hasn't it it's forced us all to stay at home away from our friends and colleagues and peers a lot of social activities we don't participate in like we used to and that just complicates the matter even more. And so, as you've already said, isolation is the enemy of excellence, man. God created us to be in community. And if we're going to really excel in life, we've got to get the family around us. And when I say family, I mean, all your friends, your business associates, your trusted advisors, your literal family, right? Right. Uh, I'm a lot happier when I got people around me. Yes, absolutely. So it's funny you mentioned that because within the last two weeks, I've been to various events and a lot of people have said, wow, this is the first event I've been back to. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It's like a year and a half ago. I started hosting and doing events again. Yeah, uh, people are a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? There's different people on different sides of the fence with this and some people are pretty cautious. Uh, that's okay. We'll push through this. We've seen tougher times uh, throughout American history and throughout our world. And uh, it's just one more hurdle we'll overcome and we'll put it in the history books eventually and we'll move on. We'll deal with other challenges as we move forward also. Yeah. Yeah. So people go through this at different paces and it, in my world, yeah. it seems like there's a new wave of people that are starting to try to figure out community again. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey about six months ago the the movie star he says man i went out and i'm socially awkward i don't know how to do this stuff anymore because i've been holed up with my family for a year and a sure. half two years sure sure he's been floating down the river on a raft or something i think according yeah. to the book <laughs> yeah absolutely that book good. was that book was oh, unbelievable good. all the stories out of that thing good that's good yeah so tell me a little bit about your your thoughts on isolation and uh yeah. i know you've had some times where you know, you haven't exactly had uh, everything peaches and cream in your yeah, life. I didn't have it figured out. Let me give you a little context. So let's go way back just for a moment. Uh, for those that don't know me or haven't heard an interview that I've done before, let me give you a little backstory. So I'm a native Nashvillean, Nashville, Tennessee. 
And uh, I think everybody in the country is moving here now. It's the number one destination in the country. Uh, I've been here 61 years, so it's really been fun to watch the growth. I actually like the growth. You know, you're meeting new people and there's new developments and all these great restaurants we're getting. We're about to get a new stadium. Uh, it's just a really cool place. We just built the largest soccer stadium in the country. Uh, Nashville's got a really, really good uh, hold on the social scene, the uh, technology, it's medicine, it's country music. So it's very diversified now. So it's just a really fun place to be. Robin and I celebrated 42 years of marriage this week. So I'm pretty ah, fired up about that. Yeah. Two adult daughters. I have five grandchildren. Uh, they all live five minutes from me. So life is really good for me here. So I'm really enjoying that. I started out working at a really early age. I was 18 years old when I opened my first retail business. Uh, fast forward 43 years. Uh, God has just blessed us with a number of businesses that we've been able to start and grow along the way. But what's interesting is about uh, 11 years ago, I retired for the third time. Robin teases me. She said, you've retired more than the law allows. But this time was different because a couple of my mastermind buddies encouraged me to coach. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to coach. And they said, Big A, you really should. Uh, you really should consider that you've had a lot of business experience. You and Robin have been married a long time, had a successful marriage, and you really ought to pray through that. So we did, and I agreed to coach a couple of guys. One was out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The other one was in Stephenville, Texas. And I want to tell you, Dan, it changed my life. Like the interaction, really helping these guys grow their business, really help them uh, develop personally and spiritually. And one day a guy introduced podcast to me, he said, you need to do a podcast interview. And I'm like, okay, I'm all in, but let me ask you a question. He said, yeah. I said, what is a podcast? He said, what? <laughs> he goes, you gotta be kidding me. And I said, no, I, I don't even know what it is you're talking about. And he told me, and I reached out to a new up and coming podcast called entrepreneur on fire, John Lee Dumas. And yep told my story and he invited me on the show. And immediately I had 15 one-on-one -on -one coaching clients sign up. And I went to Robin. So Robin, I can't coach this many people. I mean, like I'm going to be swamped. I'm doing this for fun. And I thought about it and I said, you know, I'm going to start a mastermind group. I said, I've been doing masterminding for decades. I'm going to start a mastermind group. So I started one, kept doing podcast interviews. God kept blessing we look back now and uh, 15 mastermind groups later, hundreds and hundreds of people across the country and even international clients and the transformational experience, Dan, has been incredible. So God really impressed upon my heart to double our business. So we're on a little bit of a quest to have 30 groups in the next 18 months. And uh, I'm like, God said, Hey, I'll decide when you slow down, like you just keep going because people's lives are being changed. And today I'm having more fun, I guess, than I've ever had in all of my other, uh, occupations put together. So yeah, it's fun. So we're sharing our story and, uh, we're involved in mastermind groups. And the thing that God really impressed upon my heart is that he designed us to be in community. 
And when we're isolated, we, we don't have the ability to have new perspective, new insight. We don't have encouragement. Uh, we don't have accountability. Uh, we're, we're not able to share our goals and our dreams and get other people to offer up their abilities to help push us through these upper limit challenges and call us out and point out our blind spots and encourage our superpowers. And I'm like, man, isolation is the enemy to excellence because we all want to be excellent. And so what we've been able to do is to create this brotherhood now where people are thriving in every area of their life. And so for me, it's all about the community. Yeah. Thriving. I love that word. You can just live, live life and cruise through or look at each area of your life and look for ways to thrive. So community definitely, I think is an absolute key. Um, I know you've been in community and you, you already mentioned being in masterminds for years. Yeah. Uh, can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So we'll go way back years ago. It was in the early nineties. Uh, I was going to the office and uh, there was a chamber of commerce breakfast they were having at Luby's cafeteria. I'm not even sure Luby's is still around. And so I wheeled in there and I said, Hey, I'll spend a few minutes, see who the guest speaker is. And, um, I went in and there was this guy lighting the stage up. I mean, this guy was like pouring it on and I was like, man, this guy's on fire. And so I sat back in the audience and listened to him. And after his presentation, there were about 20 people there. I went up and introduced myself to him and I said, Hey, my business is just a mile down the road. I said, you want to come down, check it out. We've just built a new location. He said, yeah, I'd love to. So we go down and go through and looked at it. He said, man, I love what you're doing here. This is incredible. He said, uh, would you consider advertising on my show? I'm starting a radio show here in Nashville. And, um, I said, no, I wouldn't do that. I don't even know you never even heard of you. Why would I advertise on your show? And he said, I want to earn your business. He said, let me give you a week free. And he said, you can't lose on that deal. And I said, no, you're right. Okay. So I'll do it for a week. So we created some spots and I called in live on the radio show and told, you know, what we were doing and people started pouring into our business. And I'm like three days in, I called <laughs> him and I said, Hey, I don't know what you're doing exactly. But whatever it is, it's working for me. So sign me up. And he started laughing. He said, well, if we're going to go forward, you've got to agree to an annual contract. And I said, what? I said, we go from one week to an annual contract. He said, yeah, if you want to do this. And I said, I don't know, man, I hope it, I hope it lasts, but uh, sign me up. And he did. And that was my first encounter with Dave Ramsey. Uh, Dave was the person uh, doing the sales it was one radio station here in Nashville, Tennessee. And Dan, I spent the next 21 years sponsoring Dave's show. And as a result of that, we became very close friends. And he invited me to join his mastermind group. We meet in his office. And so we did that for about a dozen years, met every Wednesday for about an hour and a half with a number of other guys here locally. And uh, when he invited me to join the mastermind group, I didn't want to do it. I went home and told Robin, I said, Hey, I, this guy's going to be all up in my face. He's going to be all in my business. He's going to find out that I haven't got all of my life in order. And he's even going to find out I got debt. And I'm like, I don't want him to know that. And she said, why don't you just go try? So I went reluctantly and I sat around the table. 
week after week, month after month. And after about three months, guys were talking about marriage problems they were having, problems they were having with their kids, cash flow problems. And I went home and I was so excited. Robin goes, why are you so excited? I said, they're more screwed up than I am, Robin. I have found my people. And she started laughing. And I said, you know what? It's a safe place that I can go and be myself. I can let that veil down. I can let the facade down and I can share. You and I don't have it all together. Our kids have got problem areas and these guys can help me with it. And Dan, I want to tell you, man, for the next 12 years, I poured out my heart. They gave me resources, ideas, accountability. They challenged me. We read books together. We went on trips together. We vacationed together and it radically changed my life. So when I started doing these podcast interviews, all these people started coming. I said, Robin, I can't do it one-on-one. -on -one. And God just laid it on my heart and said, you need to start a mastermind. You got a lot of experience. It's radically changed my life. Why don't we implement the same strategy and change other people's lives? So that's what we've done. And so over these past nine years now, uh, we've just built this community called Iron Sharpens Iron. And so today people's lives are radically changing personally, professionally, and spiritually. When I think about your group that you were in, like a hall of fame of hall of fame of book authors and business owners, and it's amazing. You know what though? They weren't those people. That's they, where I was going with that. Yeah. See, that's what people are listening to right now going. Yeah. I mean, like who wouldn't want to be in a mastermind with Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller and Ken Abraham and Jeff Mosley, Ron Dole. I mean, you hear these names now, you know, Ken Abraham is the most prolific ghost author on the planet. I mean, he's written 110 books. Anybody that's anybody, he's written their book, but all these guys develop their occupation, their business, their strategy through the interaction of this Eagles group that we were a part of. And so what my encouragement is to you today, the people that are listening to us is when you get into a group and you do life and you challenge each other and you're focused and you've got a plan and you've got a mission and you've got a vision and you've got core values and people are walking in tandem with you, they're walking in lockstep with you, you too can be those persons that I just mentioned. But when we're isolated, we don't know what we don't know. And you don't have the resources, you don't have the networking, you don't have the connections, you don't have people holding you accountable, and we procrastinate. We kick the can down the road. And it just opens up so many opportunities for you when you go at it at the level that we did and we were consistent and it just works. And that's what we've emulated with iron sharpens iron. So when you're around a group, how does that help with acceleration or, or moving you past your limits or, or those type of things? Have you got yeah. a store story or so? Or, yeah. Or just think about that for a minute for yourself, a lot of people, and I've got family members that even do this. They're very timid. They're very private. They're very quiet. They never share their goals, their ambitions, their desires. And then when they try it and it doesn't work, well, nobody knows. So they don't say anything. Well, see the opposite is true. If you really want to excel, you really want to be held accountable. You really want to subject yourself to the scrutiny of other people. When you are willing to say, Hey, 
I want to do this. I don't know how to do it. They start offering you the resources. They start offering you the encouragement. They give you the networking opportunities. They're in your corner. They're for you. And then when you go week in and week out and you say, these are the tasks that I'm doing, it holds you accountable. Your chance of success is so much greater in that environment because when we're alone, no one knows something shiny object syndrome comes up and you do something else. You're not able to stay on task. It takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of determination, a lot of grit to walk that path. Well, if you don't, are, are unable to allow other people to breathe into your life and call you out and hold you accountable, <laughs> the chances of your success are far less than when you're in that community because nobody wants to the group go to the group and say, hey, I didn't do what I was supposed to. And when you do what you're supposed to, inevitably, the, the success happens. So you just think about surrounding yourself with this level of trusted advisors, your own board of directors, these people that walk in lockstep with you each and every day, they text you, they call you, they check on you. It just pushes you faster. You think about the greatest athletes on the planet. They all have a regiment. They all have a team. They all have a coach, right? Why don't they just mm -hmm. go do it on their own? Mm -hmm. Well, they, they can't be and play at that level alone, right? It takes a team. It takes a community. It takes a tribe. And so I just discovered that decades ago. And as a result of that, I can't even begin to tell you the level of success I've had as a result of being in these communities. And when I think about being alone, let's, let's go back. We talked about the pandemic just a little bit. Think if you were having to make all those decisions alone, we'd never been here before. There was many opportunities to make decisions to go one way or the other. And we had no historical data to help support what you were going to do. Like I had to make decisions hourly yes. during the pandemic, right? It wasn't weekly. It wasn't monthly. It wasn't annually. It was hourly things that we were having to do cancel events. And there were tax credits and there were opportunities for the government to help you. We'd never been through that. I had events lined up that we had to cancel. So what do I do in this scenario? Like I would crawl under my desk in the fetal position if I thought I had to make those decisions on my own. A lot of people hearing this interview today and they're thinking, well, you know, really, I'm pretty good. Like I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm making good income. My wife and I are good or my husband and I are good, whatever the case may be. My children and I are good. Like things are clicking along at a pretty good pace for me. Well, they were for me also in 2001, like my life was good. I was 40 years old. I was working three days a week. I uh, had a place on the beach, had a beautiful home here in Nashville, had all the toys, the nice cars, man, things were good until a guy named Enrique walked out in front of me and didn't see me coming. And I ran over and killed a pedestrian. Like I was blindsided that came out of nowhere. No one could ever see that coming. If I didn't have the level of friendships and relationships over the years, I would have been alone dealing with that very horrific automobile accident. See, it can happen in your relationship. It can happen in your finances. It can happen in your business. The things that could put you out, you can't see coming. 
we need people around us during those difficult times because relationships matter most. It's too late to build that tribe once you're in the crisis. And so now you're scurrying around trying to figure out what to do. See, that's another reason that I had to go to the mastermind week after week, month after month. I needed the time. I needed the margin in my life to be able to go into a place and go, man, it's tough. Like, I don't know what to do. Like I sold my business during that time. I took a five-year sabbatical and I needed some people around me to encourage me, to help me. Like, what if I didn't have that? What if I didn't have those people? I don't know what I would have done. Quite honestly, I look back on it now and think, I don't even know how I would have made the decisions that I did. You can't think clearly during stressful situations, right? You're distraught. You've got this crisis situation. You know, you may get that bad health report. It's like, man, I need people with me. So all I'm saying is, is it's not just a book club. It's not just getting together, talking about your golf game or the biggest fish you caught, or it's not just even about making money. Like I can teach you to make money. It's not that hard to make money, but what is more difficult is building these lifelong relationships. Your 2 AM friends, the people that can help you mm -hmm. during these stressful situations. And I don't know, it just gives me a sense of comfort and peace to think through. I've got a team. I've got people that care about me. I got people that know me intimately. Recently, I went to lunch with a guy and I was sitting there and I said, you know, Robin and I are on the fence, you know, we're kind of talking about this fourth quarter. What does that look like? What is my work schedule going to look like? And I mentioned to him that I was contemplating buying a condo in Southern Florida. I said, you know, the winters get kind of cold and I don't know that I want to deal with that. I was kind of going through the family dynamic and I said, I think I would like to live there maybe November through April. And I said, what do you think about that? And he goes, no, big A, I think that'd be good. And I said, why do you think that would be good? He said, well, you, you kind of said that you wanted to do that. I said, do you think I could afford to do that? Do you think I can afford to buy a condo? And he thought for a second and he goes, yeah, I think you could. I said, well, the truth of the matter is you don't know. And he looked at me kind of funny. He was embarrassed. And he said, what do you mean? I said, you don't know if it would be a good thing for me. And you don't know if I could afford it. And it took him back. And he goes, no, I really don't. I said, then how are you giving me advice that you think it's a good thing? He said, well, you asked me. And I said, well, I asked you for a specific reason. I said, now I'm going to lay out the facts. So you really don't know Robin and you really don't know Brooke and Holly and you really don't know my five grandkids and you really don't know my propensity. You really don't know my aspirational goals personally, professionally, relationally, spiritually, or financially. You've never seen my balance sheet. So you really don't know if I can afford a condo or not. And you really don't know what my future goals are. And he said, no, I really don't. I said, you know what? That's the reason I have trusted advisors because they know the answers to all those questions and they can really help me. And he said, man, you've got a really valid point here. My question to your audience today is who are your trusted advisors? Who is it in your life today that can answer all of the questions that I just laid out about Robin and I and our family? See, we do that in our mastermind group. 
And I meet with people week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, and they know me intimately. And so therefore, you know where I go to get advice from the people that know me intimately. See, if we're not in community, how is anybody going to help you make lifelong decisions? You bring, you bring that up. And I remember a time where I was going through a business decision and you were one of the guys I reached out to. I said, Hey, I got one for you. Could you, could you help on this topic? And you generously say, yeah, let's have a conversation about it. And we kind of walk through it. And you were one of the trusted advisors that I reached out to in that situation to, to help me stay in the lane, stay true to where I was going. And, you know, it was, it was awesome having you in the expertise because you bought and sold businesses and things like that. And it was in that realm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. who do I know? that's done this before, that's really good at this, that I also trust their advice, whatever it may be. And it might not even be advice. It might just be questions, things to consider, things to think about. But I'm like, your input will be valuable at this point in my life. And it was great that we had the relationship where I felt comfortable even making a request sure. of, could you listen to my situation and give me whatever it is your thoughts are? Yeah. Here's the thing, Dan, honestly, is that Blanket advice is really pretty useless because there are so many variables throughout our life. There's so many lenses by which we have to look through making decisions. And that's why I'm so sold out on being in community. Now, I don't care what you call it. You can call it board of advisors. You can call it trusted advisors, mastermind, accountability. I don't care what you call it. Yeah, you know, I don't even care who the people are except for this. You need to take advice from people that align with your core values. Never take advice from people that don't align with your core values. And let's talk about those for a second. For me personally, I have a very stringent core values. My first core value is relationships matter most. I've been very fortunate and blessed over the past 43 years, we've owned 14 businesses. During the course of that, without fail, our first core value always was relationships matter most above everything. Because if you're selling a widget or a service, it doesn't matter. We're dealing with people. If relationships don't matter most to you, I think you need to really dive in and do some heart check because people matter. Our second core value is make it amazing. Now, I'm not saying everything I've done is amazing, but it's as, a, as amazing as I know how. If I learn better, we'll do it better. My mom used to say when I was a kid, man, don't even do it if you're not going to give your best. Like, I don't even care what it is, but you're going to give it your best. My third core value is no excuses. I hate excuses. I don't want excuses. The other day I went to a meeting, a guy called me and he goes, hey, big A, I'm at Starbucks. Are we still meeting? I looked down at uh, my phone and I was 10 minutes late getting to the meeting and I pulled up. I said, yeah, I'll be there in 10 minutes. He said, okay. So I got there in 10 minutes and I walked in and shook hands with him, hugged him. And uh, I said, man, I've got a really good reason I was late. He goes, I'm sure you do. I said, I forgot you. And he said, he started laughing. He goes, big A, I can always count on you being straight up. I said, you know, <laughs> it's the truth. I didn't have you in my calendar. I didn't put you in my calendar. Like, like just own it. 
whatever it is, just own it. Just say, hey, this is what it is, right? Don't give people excuses. People hate excuses, plus they don't believe half of them. Our fourth core value is everything is figure outable. Like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. My team is never allowed to come to me and say, hey, there's no way we can do this. Like, I don't subscribe to that ever. We'll figure it out. Like, you matter as a person. We're going to make it as amazing as we can. I don't want to hear any excuses, and we're going to figure it out. Like, it may not look exactly like the way we think it's going to look, but we'll figure it out. And then finally, probably the most important core value I have is truth before opinion. And for me, God's word is truth. That's where we draw the line in the sand. It is the inerrant word of God. Your opinion is good. I want to hear your opinion, but we're going to run it through 66 books. It's called the Bible. It's God's word. It's how I live my life. Uh, man, I fail in so many ways. There are so many ways that I just do not measure up, but I've got a textbook that I can go to, to find truth. And if we can have a conversation and we agree that this book is the textbook, this is truth. We can have a conversation. So in helping me make decisions, if we can't agree that this book is truth, then I'm probably not going to take much advice from you. I'm just probably not because those are my core values. See, otherwise, it's just your opinion. If you have nothing to base truth on, we probably are not going to align with me taking lifelong input and advice from you. So I'm telling you these things that you need, the audience listening to me today, you need to have these core values wherever you go to get involved in a mastermind, to get involved in an accountability group. Just be sure you're in alignment so you can subject yourself to their scrutiny and that you're willing to take their input and their advice. So, yeah, that's kind of my filter. I, I love your number one, love them all, but number one is number one. It's in the yeah. book. Yeah. It's in the book. Yeah. Jesus, what's the most important thing? What's the most important commandment? I'm going to trap you. Yeah. This is love the people. I mean, if we're not loving the people, if we're not caring about each other, if you know, the rest of it is futile. Love God, love neighbor, love yourself. Yeah. It's all relationships. So the relationship with yourself, the relationship yeah. with God, the relationship with all people. Um, yeah. So love, love, love that. Uh, everything is figure outable. I'm laughing to myself on whenever I stumble into somebody that gives me a, nope, not possible. Yeah. I, I blow a gasket. <laughs> I always want to say, take a seat right over there in the bleachers. I'm about to show you how to do it. So just hang <laughs> tight. We're going to get it. It's always Robin uses it against me because she knows if she wants something done, all she's got to do is say, I'm not sure you can do this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Robin, you're using this against me. I know you are. And she just laughs. And I say, we'll figure it out and see, you know, what's really been good over the course of my career. It's so refreshing and relaxing to live your life that way. Having a can do attitude instead of a can't my mom wouldn't allow me to say the word can't she had a little saying that said, can't couldn't do it and could did it all. And I've adopted that as my life mantra. It's the number one title to the first chapter in my book, View from the Top. Can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. See, we've got to have a growth mindset. 
not a fixed mindset. Carol Dweck talks about it in her book, Mindset. We surround our inner circle with people with a growth mindset, people that figure it out, people that can do it, people that encourage you to find the way. I don't want to live with naysayers. Naysayers don't last in my community long. They don't certainly last in my inner circle five minutes. Uh, I want people that are positive, that are energetic, that are motivated, that are figuring out a way that we can accomplish this. Dan, listen, we only get one go through. This is not a trial run we're living today. This is our life right now, today, you and I in this conversation, we need to be paying attention to that. Like this is the moment. This is our moment right now. See, I look at every encounter that way every single day. This is the opportunity God's given me right now to make the impact, to help people, to encourage them, to take them to the next level. And we've got to maximize that because listen, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised an hour from now. You know, back in January, this is 2022 when we're recording this back in January, I lost my sister. My sister was in perfect health, 64 years old, worked her whole life, did really well, ready for retirement, goes to the doctor, pancreatic cancer, mm. stage four, no sign, no warning, nothing. Stomach just hurts one day, goes to the doctor to figure out what's going on. You know, 11 months later, you know, we, we bury my sister and I'm like, man, it can happen so fast, right? I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to be the naysayer. I don't want to be the person that says you can't figure it out. I want to go for the gusto. I came home once in the seventh grade with a C on my report card in English. And my mom said, never again. I said, what? She said, never again. I said, mom, it's a hard class. And she said, I know. And I said, you know, honestly, mom, it's average. And she goes, yeah, you know what average means? And I said, yeah, it means average. And she goes, yeah, you're just as close to the bottom as you are at the top. You're above average. You can live above average. You can do above average. And my mom was a catalyst in really instilling in me to have this mindset. Let's go for it. Like, don't leave anything on the field. Squeeze every drop out of the towel. Like, you want to go for it. You want to do your best. You want to make it amazing. We only get one go through. And I want to encourage your audience that's listening to this interview today. Hey, if your mindset has been the other way, you can change it right now. You can go forward and surround yourself with trusted advisors. You can get help. You can get influence. You can get the encouragement. You can borrow their strength when you don't have any, and you can live this amazing life. It's a choice, right? It's a choice that we're confronted with each and every day. The only thing that we're in a hundred percent control over is our attitude. And if you need to make an attitude adjustment today, man, I want to encourage you to go for it. Live life to its fullest. Don't leave one thing on the field. What would you say for the guys that, and, and most guys have zero to one close friends. Most guys don't have a community around them, don't have a whole bunch of close friends that they can share real life with. Uh, you, you mentioned going into the mastermind group and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. They're going to find out about my, Dave Ramsey's going to find out about my credit card sure, <laughs> or, or loan or whatever it was. Sure. Sure. Um, what would you suggest is a first step to starting to build closer relationships with other men? Yeah, there's two or three things I think we need to do. And I was guilty of it, right? So I can call it what it is because I was guilty of it. 
Uh, Ryan Holiday wrote a great book called Ego is the Enemy. Mm -hmm. Right there is the problem. Pride and ego is the two biggest obstacles that men have in their life they need to overcome. Here's the thing. It's the macho thing. Hey, I'm a man. I can do it. I got it. I can handle it by myself, you know? And I just say to you, you know, Hey, I'm a man too. I'm a big guy too. I'm six, four, weigh two thirty. I'm a big guy. So I consider myself much of a man, but that's not how you measure a man. How you measure a man is transparency and vulnerability. And at that intersection is where real strength begins. Once you are vulnerable and once you are transparent and once you are willing to own it, once you're willing to say, I'm not going to allow my pride and my ego to stand in the way of me maximizing my life. Once you do that, let me just tell you something else. Your wife is going to far greater respect you as a result of you willing to humble yourself. That doesn't mean be a doormat. What that means is, is I'm willing to sacrifice this ego and pride for the betterment of my family, for the betterment of my team. I'm willing to show the real data. I'm willing to show my blind spots. I'm willing to show the kryptonite. I want to get my superpowers encouraged. I want to be able to do those things. But what I'm going to do right now is get real. I'm going to become vulnerable. I'm going to become transparent because I want to get better. You know, I play a lot of golf and I did for years and years and years. And I used to be pretty good, quite honestly. I wasn't great, but I was, I could play with most people. I was a single digit, you know, handicap and I would hire a coach and I would take lessons. If we're ever playing in a scramble, you want me on your team. I can hit the ball a long way. And I used to pride myself at doing that. We get on the driving range with the coach and I was crushing it. And I was always looking at him for affirmation and he wouldn't give it to me. He'd go, if you would do this, it would be better. And I would be like, dang. And how are you around the green? Well, I suck pretty bad around <laughs> the green. Right. And I can't putt like the hole has to be the size of a five gallon bucket. Right. I'm not very good, but I want to get better. Right. So I subject myself to this coach and say, help me. What do you see? I can't see it myself, right? He can see it. Tiger Woods, best in the world, has a coach, right? Yep. It's, we all need that. What if Tiger Woods had this persona of ego and pride and wouldn't listen to the coach? They remade his swing at the pentacle of his career because he knew there was a better way. Yeah. The only reason he knew there was a better way is because he had a great coach. See, in life today, we don't know what we don't know. And when you get around other people that align with your core values, they have a bigger why, they have a mission, they have a purpose, they want better for you, it's going to level you up. And once we eradicate that pride and that ego, it allows us to get better. Yeah, absolutely. I remember a time in my life where I was so focused on success, money, you know, putting a better roof over our head, whatever it was, whatever the shiny object or whatever the earthly goal was that I had. And like, man, I, I could do no wrong in my own head, or at least outside of my own head, I would never admit mistakes or even show any crack of vulnerability. Like yeah. I, you had to be like the most trusted person in the world for me to share something with. And then I met some people and realized that was horrible to live life that way. 
Uh, it, it, you know, I'm an ideas guy. I'm a visionary and I have a brand new idea every day. I can get out of the shower and have three new business ideas. Right. And I would go to the Eagles or iron sharpens iron mastermind, you know, and I would share those ideas and somebody would say, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. Or somebody would say, wait a minute, hold on. If we tweak this, or if we add this resource, or if we network and we find the right person for this, he may be onto something, right? We've got a team now working on my situation rather than my great idea. It's a great idea until you share it with 10 other people and they go, I don't know if that's so great or not. See, I'd rather look foolish in front of 10 people than I had to look foolish and lose a lot of money in front of the whole community. Mm -hmm. And so it's like having a beta test on everything that you do. Why would we not want to do that? And it's because we want other people to think we've got it all together. And here's what is so cool about that. They're not even thinking about you like you think they're thinking about you to begin with. We think way more highly of ourselves. You know, they're going to be saying, I failed at this. No, they're not. They're not. They don't even care. They don't care about your successes or your failures. Like you think they're thinking about you. We think way more of ourselves than other people are thinking about us. Plus other people see you differently than you see yourself anyway. And so I just want to tell you today, man, put yourself out of the way and focus on the benefit of how to catapult yourself to that next level for the benefit of the community, for your peers, your colleagues, for your family. And man, once you do that, once you quit worrying about who gets the credit, right, you're going to excel at a rate that you've never thought possible. There's going to be wins that you never thought you could do. I always say, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. And if you want to go far, go with a team. So, yes. uh, yeah. It's just been phenomenal, Dan, at the transformational experience that it's had in my life, hundreds, even approaching thousands of people that's been in our community now. And if it's something that you're interested in, man, I'd love for you to reach out to me and have a conversation. Just say, hey, let's just break it down. Let's have a candid conversation. Let's just, you know, get it out on the table and let's see if this is something that uh, would be of interest to you. Yeah. Your groups are fan fantastic. I've been influenced by so many guys that are in your groups and mm -hmm. have grown relationships with them. A couple guys come to mind. Uh, Brian McRae hasn't been on yet, but he'll be on the podcast at some point. He's got a great program. I love that guy. He actually, yeah. he actually did a testimonial for, um, testimonial for the, for the podcast. And it yeah. was the, John David Mann interview that I did. So really, yeah. really cool to be able to yeah. tie a generous guy like Brian in with the go-giver, John yeah. David Mann. So yeah. super, super cool. Bob Berg Another, is a great guy, co-authored that book, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. So they're they're. I, a I invited Bob team. to come on and he goes, well, I'm Jewish and I don't have any kids. I don't know that this is a fit. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. If you want him on, I'll reach out to him. He's a I've interviewed him numbers of times and he's, uh, he's a great, so we, guy. we did do a business interview, him and I, and we did a, did a little mastermind yeah. Q and a, and was able to help promote his book and stuff. And, uh, John David Mann and John David Mann's wife, Anna came out yeah. with a marriage yeah. book. Yeah. We'll give her marriage. Right. And he said, Hey, Bob, you should jump on this with us. And Bob says, Nope, I'm not married. Wouldn't uh, be right. That's funny. Yeah. So, okay. so everybody has their thing. So maybe yeah, super, but. super, a lot of integrity that he didn't just slap his name on that. Yeah, it's cool. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he is, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the best down in Florida. So another guy was uh, Larry Hagner. 
Oh yeah. The dad's edge. Yeah. yeah. Larry's a great guy. Larry was in ISI for years and years and years. And yeah, I love that guy. And a lot of his success is due to a conversation. You were one of the guys that spoke some truth into his life. Yeah. And that, yeah. that he had two conversations and those two conversations catapulted him to massive success. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's fun to be a part of those kind of things. You know, guys call you and they say, Hey man, because of this group, because of your coaching and inspiration, uh, my life is different now. And, uh, our family tree is going to look different as a result of it. Isn't that what we want? I mean, don't we want to maximize this time here is the brevity of life is just think about how short it is in light of all of eternity. And don't we want to maximize our time here? Why would we not want to get into community that helps take us to heights that we've never been before? It's just, you know, if you think about the real, real successful people in business, even they'll attest that mastermind groups is the catalyst that's helped them accomplish. Yeah, I can read off, you know, Carnegie and uh, Henry Ford and the list is countless. People asked me one time, they said, how far back does masterminds go? I said, well, Jesus had 12 around him. Yes. You know, so it goes pretty far back. And uh, it's a fun place to be too, because there's not a single problem. There's not a single scenario. There's not a single situation that I've ever been in that I couldn't pick up my phone and go through the list and call all these iron sharpens iron guys and go, hey, I need this resource. I need this connection. I need this idea. I need this input. I need you to help me understand this, unpack this. And I'm like, if I was alone and I didn't have that community, like I'd give it my best shot. Maybe it'd be good. Maybe it wouldn't. But this way, uh, I'm just afforded a lot better opportunity at success in every area of my life. Yeah. Another guy I interviewed a while back was Scott Beebe, actually. Scott Beebe, my business on purpose. Yes. That guy, yeah. He's a champion, man. He's helped me in so many areas, helped me develop a lot of our systems and processes, Man, I'll give a shout out to him. If you guys need systems and process guy, mybusinessonpurpose.com. Scott Beebe is the bomb. That guy. And he's also help. got a system and process for family also. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and it's really cool. <laughs> so just another guy that's in your groups. Like you've got so many amazing guys. Before we started, we talked, uh, we're, we said a quick prayer. And in your prayer, you talked about that we honor God with this podcast. And you talked about, we have the plans, but he directs our steps. Mm. And so I was going to say one way to step into a a relationship, if you're like, okay, these guys might be talking about something that I might consider. So guys, what I'd recommend is just tell God that, Hey God, that, that sounded like something Mm. I'm willing to start kind of putting the plans together, but, but direct my steps, help me. Uh, open my eyes to a guy that might be around that I might build a relationship with. So we talked about Larry Hagner and two guys sent me an email and said, you got to meet this guy, Larry. He's unbelievable. I think I just had, uh, had a daughter and maybe a second daughter on the way. And in the emails, it says, he's going to write a book. He's going to start a podcast. He's going to do some stuff. And I'm not used to hanging around people that are going to do stuff. I'm used to hanging around people that actually do stuff. Right. And so I replied back politely. Sounds good. Someday, you know, yeah, let me know. Knowing that how that works when you don't put a date and get specific and right. put it on the calendar. Heart it never goals. gets on the calendar. Yeah, right. yeah. And I was totally fine with it because if this guy's going to do stuff and he's not a do actual doer, I don't need that. 
No, no. Good intentions are worthless as tits on a boar hog. They serve no purpose whatsoever. I want to be around guys that have a plan. Let's go. Hold me accountable. Let's rock this thing. You know, we created a program called Come As You Will Be. And yes, got, that is so you, cool. Uh, you got to stand up before your group virtually, right? And you've got to say, this is who you are three years out. And you've got to do all your aspirational goals as though you've already accomplished it. And then we backtrack and we develop a strategy to do the task to accomplish that goal. The level of focus that's just given guys, they've had to readjust their goals because halfway in, they've already waxed what they said they were going to do. I've done this so many times in my personal life. And every time I get that focused, I have the guardrails up. I put the blinders up against the shiny objects and I say, I'm going to accomplish this thing. You get before your guys, you lay it out. Here's my aspirational goals. And you start every single week working on those. And you look up one day and you go, dude, I'm here. Like this is happening. Like this is for real. Well, people with good intentions, they don't do that. And so that's the reason I want to be around guys like this. It's so motivating. You just think about that level of motivation day in, day out. Like it's hard to muster that up on your own because motivation is an exhaustible resource. You've only got so much, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have a plan and you have a vision and you have a framework that you can accomplish these goals, it just stands to reason you're going to get so much more done. And yes, so, yeah, absolutely. So fun, funny enough, me and Larry are on this local group on Facebook and he posts, Hey, I want to go do this workout thing. Anybody want to work out together? And I replied, not realizing that it's the same guy. Yeah. Here's somebody that's doing something. And I want to do that. And oddly he says, Hey, let's meet at this coffee shop. I'm like, why don't we just go meet at the gym? <laughs> so we meet at the coffee shop and I'm like, Hey, are you that, that working on a dad book guy? He goes, yeah, that's me. I'm like, tell me about that. Next thing you know, I found out he's the book's 99% finished the podcast getting ready to launch in a month. Uh, yeah. He's like so convicted. He's ready to yeah. roll his 401k into life. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's passionate. He's doing something. He's got a long-term, right. doesn't know what his runway is, but he knows where he's, he knows right. he's going to be in this lane and do this. He knows he's going to be a great dad. And I'm like, that's so funny. I kind of want to be a great dad. Like yeah. that's on my aspirational goals is to be a great yeah. dad. I just had this kid and you're already on that lane. Like we should be friends. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so now we're still, you know, friends to this day. So as we, pray that prayer to God to open our eyes and bring people into our lives. People will show up and will be around. So it could be ISI. It could be iron sharpens iron. I, big A's group. It could be something else, but guys yeah. say that prayer and God will yeah. reveal this stuff to us. Yeah. Uh, when we focus on it, we'll be able to see it. You mentioned clarity being so important, yeah. so important. When we have confusion and things aren't clear, it's tough to make decisions in that space. Well, you can, it's impossible. Your team doesn't know where to go. You don't know where to go. You don't know whether to do this thing or that thing, because you don't have a vision. You don't have a written plan. And like, how do you know? Like I can promise you, you will hit that target every time because you have no clue where you're going. That's the target you'll hit. Right. But if you really want to go far, uh, scripture even teaches us where there is no vision, the people perish and your team's going to perish. Your family's going to perish. You as an individual will perish. You will have no clarity until you sit down and you make a determination and you prioritize your priorities and you say, this is where I'm going to spend my time. These are the efforts that I'm going to put forth in order to accomplish this thing. 
And every year we update our vision written down. And I cast that vision to all of Iron Sharpens Iron. This is where we're headed. People get behind that. They can't get behind you if you don't know where you're going, right? If you're going to be a level five leader, you've got to be able to cast the vision. You've got to have great clarity. Doesn't mean that you're not going to pivot. Doesn't mean that you're not going to alter course occasionally when life happens. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have no clarity, you have no ambitious goal, you have no vision, I promise you, you will go nowhere. Yes, yes. What else would you like to share with the audience today? Yeah, I just want to encourage uh, your audience as we end the interview to not be afraid. Like there's fear out there that has got people so bound up. In living kind of the Christian life, there's still anxiety that we have to deal with. You know, we're carnal and we're going to deal with things. But it is very refreshing to be able to know that God is on my team and I need to figure out the sense of the Holy Spirit where he's leading me and be obedient to that. And people say, man, but I don't see it. Well, if you could see it all, you wouldn't need faith right? You would be God if you could see it all. And so there's an obedience to trust. And there's a measure of faith that we have to see. God, just give me enough that I can see today. Just, just give me enough light I can see today. Let me be obedient in that. And see, he wants us to trust him, right? It doesn't always come out. Rarely does it come out the way we think anyway. I think if we could figure it out, he'd change it. So he gets the glory, right? Right. It's that we've got to have that level of trust. And here's what's cool. Dan, it allows you to relax because you know, it relies on him. And so it just gives me the sense of calmness and peace that I'm like, Hey, I'm going to work like it depends on me and trust like it depends on him. And I do that every single day. Do I have hard days? Absolutely. Do I have days it's more difficult to trust? Absolutely. Another reason for the community. I can go and share that and I can be vulnerable and transparent. Now I get guys praying for me. They're encouraging me. They're reaching out. One more reason to have community, right? When you don't have that level of encouragement, you don't have people holding your arms up when you're tired. Uh, what do you do, right? And you walk in that journey alone. Hey, we've shared countless reasons today that people need to be in community. If this sounds like something of interest to you, you know, reach out to us at viewfromthetop.com. Uh, there's countless ways to get in touch with us. Never a pressure situation for us ever. We never pressure people. We just say, hey, if we're a good fit, we want to see if you'd be good in our community, if our community would be good for you. And let's do this thing that we call life together. So reach out to me anytime, viewfromthetop.com. And buy the book, same name, except for the there you go. Part. There you go. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like the book, let me know and I'll refund your money. Or if you really want one, reach out and I'll send you one. So yeah. Guys, and guys, this book fun. is so good. It's a it's a heck of a story book with all kinds mm -hmm. of lessons in it. So it's not one of those books that's preachy and you know mm -hmm. tells you what it is. It's just a story of uh, Big A's life. And, you know, he, he really shares it all. And a lot of the times I connected and was like, yeah, I remember a time in my life just like that. Yeah, I was dumb like that. Still am in some cases. And yeah. you know, you're like, ah, 
yeah, there's anyway, there's so many stories in that book that I'd love to share, but we don't have time for that. Go buy the book guys. Check it out. It's awesome. Hey, there's a cliffhanger in there. I'll leave you with one story of the book. Uh, there was a time where I was out West and a guy had cheated me out of a lot of money. And that's the story uh, I was thinking of. I was, uh, I was thinking about killing this guy literally. And you'll have to read the book to see. That's the story. Ends. That's the one. That's a great cliffhanger. So I and always thank you, buddy. I really you, enjoyed being here today, man. It's always so fun talking to you and you've made me feel so warm and welcomed. And so thank you for having me as your guest. Well, you're always that way for me. So I appreciate that so much. And would you throw a challenge out for the guys? Just something they can do week to week. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say first and foremost, the thing you can work on the most is your mindset. Uh, adopt also for your mindset, fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure and can't couldn't do it and could did it all adopt a positive mindset of you can accomplish this task. And once you do that, you'll have a great amount of success and significance for your life. So fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure and adopt the mindset of can't couldn't do it and could did it all. So guys, you may consider making a little poster, making a little thing and sticking that one on the fridge and talking about that one at the dinner table because your kids are looking to us for leadership. And if they're feeling fearing failure mm. and that's what's motivating them, they're going to be limited. So fear missing the opportunity, uh, that's a way to thrive in life when you're going after opportunities. So I love the challenge. And that is a perfect one to also share with our kids that story and message of that. So thank you so, so much. I appreciate you coming on Big A. And guys, check out View from the Top, the book, and also the website. And uh, ISI, Iron Sharpens Iron, is a fantastic community. I can vouch for it for sure. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you, buddy. Have a good one. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Journey of a Christian Dad podcast. Thank you guys for being a light. Shine that light out and let others see it. With you guys, part of this community, it helps me be accountable to you guys. It helps me be accountable to myself, be accountable to God and Jesus. I hope you appreciated this episode and picked up some great things. hope you like the challenge and hope you can execute on that challenge this week. I ask of you, please subscribe, share the show with others. Join us inside of the Journey of a Christian Dad on Facebook, inside our private community. Share that community with others. Have your buddies join. Have other dads that are looking to grow in their faith, grow as spiritual leaders of their family. As we engage in our journey and be intentional with it, we can help others grow theirs as well. We thank you again for listening. We thank you for all your reviews. Look forward to reading a review of yours on a future show. So, dear God, Thanks for blessing all of us, and thanks for drawing us closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Have fun, guys.